Yeah, so my, my favourite one probably at the moment is Footballers with Tits. Is it called that? <laughs> We're going to follow that off. one now, yeah. If not, we can start it. <laughs> no, it is called that. And it's got 27.5 thousand followers. And I'm going to follow and I'm going to show you a picture quick now. Oh, amazing. Sam Allardyce with Tits. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're following them. Mick McCarthy. Oh, they're bigger. <laughs> not bigger than I'd expect. I thought Mick's would have been a lot smaller. Yeah. <laughs> they're bigger than Sam's. Evening, boys. Evening, Hi, John. John. Evening, Rob. How are you doing? Hi, Rhys. We've still got to find uh, Bob a job, so that's good. That's keeping us yeah. busy, isn't it? Indeed. Obviously, he didn't work last week. Um, they weren't interested in him, and I don't think he was interested in the job either, to be honest. Oh. So, who have you got lined up for us this week, then, uh, John? So, this week, I know I say it every time, I'm quite excited by our guests, but um, for me, it's uh, quite an interesting one, because when I did my social media foundation degree, just drop that in there, um, one of my ambitions was to set up my own company to do social media training. Um, I designed a logo, I started setting a website out, and then I don't know, just fell down the side. What was it called, again, John? It was called Social Media Wales. Mm, very bland and nondescript. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got Helen Reynolds on tonight um, from Commons Creatives, um, which is quite exciting. So um, the first guest we've had on to do the social media. Uh, Rob, what's your thoughts on social media? Um, I'm slowly getting back into it. It's um, it's good for updating with news, but it's just at the moment it's just taking over my my life with Instagram and pictures of cats. So it's uh, I need are they to, pictures I need of cats that you're cats. putting on, or are you just looking at other people's cats? Both, really. Mm. Yeah, my cat's very photogenic, so yeah, she's okay. <laughs> so I was going to ask. So, what other social media channels have you got? And are you a, um, a pusher or a, a puller? Do you receive the content, or are you you an influencer? Um, oh God, no! I, I follow. I'm a I am a sheep. I follow people. Nothing wrong with that. We need sheep, Rob. <laughs> what were you recently on social? I'm was a massive Facebook fan, but I think generally the the whole trend seems to be to go away from Facebook at the moment. It just seems to have turned into a big advertising store. Um, Twitter, I don't really understand. I've tried a few times, um, but not. Not sure I understand it mm. entirely. We'll go on there. And that's about it for me. Um, ever since they shut down my Bebo page, well, <laughs> I just don't do anything at all. Well, should we get the expert on and uh, see what we can find out? And, yeah. and hopefully, Rob, this industry will interest you. And you never know, she might even give you a job. Let's do it. Let's get her branded. Hello, hello, hi, boys. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yeah, yeah really good. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Um, we've just been having a, a brief chat about uh, our own social media uh, usage. So um, it's been really fascinating uh, for you to be able to help Rob and educate him on how he can raise his profile on all of his social media accounts. 
Shall we make Rob an influencer? We're going to make him go viral. Oh, that'd be fantastic. It'd be ace, wouldn't it? Let's do it. Before we start, just look at him. Where would you place him? (laughs) Which which platform would you put him on? It's obvious, isn't it? It's he's clearly going to be an Instagram beard influencer. That is the only way to go. I'm I'm not sure. Naturally, you've got to go with it. I like that beard influencer. Like, what is it called when they? I know it's called vajazzling when you decorate down there. But when you decorate the beard, <laughs> what is it called there? Is that bajaz bajazzle beard jazzle? I, I think you're digging a big hole here, John. Uh, yeah. We're four minutes in, mate. <laughs> but I think I think Rob could start decorating Trent. You know, he can do stuff with that beard. It's nice and big. I think I that's onto something. She's only been in a minute. Look and. She's giving me ideas already. Wow. Well, if, I did... I, if I had beard oil as my products, I would definitely be coming to you. There's, there's a future hookup. Yeah. 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 And there, 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 there's plenty of influencers like that out there, Rob. So why not? Look at Joe Ledley during the Euros and his big beard on the on the pitch. That's the look I was going for. That's how it started. And it just, it just got out of, out of hand. I've got news for you, Rob. Been... You don't Go look on. like Joe Ledley. I don't play like him either. Can you dance like him? No. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah, Al, thanks for coming on. Um, as we discussed with you, that we want to find out what you're all about and how you got to where you are today um, as a social media trainer. Is that your, 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 your title? Yeah, as good as any. It's a good descriptive one. You can tell us a little bit about it. So... Um, <laughs> What we want to find out is, how did you get to where you are today? Tell us a bit about your business um, and where did the passion come from? Um, Fight away. I started out, I went to university with no idea what I wanted to do. And I thought, well, film study sounds like a laugh. So I did that. And then I came out thinking, oh, being the next Barry Norman isn't that easy. I'll just get a job in sales and I sold gas and electric door-to-door for Swalek, which for you non-Welsh listeners is a Welsh gas and electric company. Um, and thought, I want to be a journalist. I, 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 I'm a massive obsessive of reading the news. This is like, I'm old, so this is like early 2000s. That's all you had was to just read newspapers, really. Um, and I took some temp job. So I took a temporary job in a council's communications office. And then as I was talking to the journalists as a press officer, I realised that they didn't get paid as much as I did. Um, they seemed to be a lot more harassed. Some of them didn't even have toilets in their offices. They had to like run down to the local Weatherspoons to have a wee. And a pint. And I thought, <laughs> I have a, pint to be a journalist now. <laughs> Seems like a lot of hassle. And I was really loving the comms team that I was in at the, at the time, which was Monmouthshire County Council. Um, so I stuck at that job and loved the writing and all of that stuff. And then I was, I couldn't drive. So I got the bus into work every day, met this girl who worked in the police um, next door. And she said, you should go on MySpace. Me and all my friends, friends are on there. So I thought I'd go on MySpace. And then I started to use MySpace for the council. And um, which at the time didn't seem like a weird idea because I wasn't experienced enough to know that you should really put these things past, you know, your bosses and 
I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought, why not? Let's just go on MySpace's Monmouthshire County Council. And it had the most unbelievable reaction. I couldn't believe it because I was used to journalists like just constantly being mean. Not mean, but always asking questions about the council, which is like, why are you so rubbish? Why have you cocked up this time? You know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, And then I went up to MySpace and actual real people who didn't kind of have a grudge against the council particularly started saying, I love this. I love talking to you on MySpace. This is a lot of fun. And uh, anyway, long story short, I got into social media, did it, filled the council for a while, ended up looking after comms and web and all sorts of stuff until I got another job, which was more, well, it was a better salary, but it was in the private sector and it was in Bristol. So I live in Newport. So I was making this kind of two hour commute because of traffic and thought, I hate this job. It was maybe like day three. And I just thought, I hate this job. Nobody here is fun. They had a thing on their, on their intranet and it said, um, if you want, if you wish to write a press release, you must cascade, cascade it to the bums, business unit managers. I <laughs> 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 thing like I feel like Homer Simpson because I, I I just in the middle of the office big open plan thing just went bombs ha <laughs> you know, thinking everyone was gonna laugh and think it was really funny nobody thought it was funny at all and I just thought I'm gonna fit in here it's just it was not my style at all and and I didn't realize how much I loved the social purpose of the council like actually doing things that matter to people's lives rather than this organization which was you know just a bit dull um so I quit that job I said to my sister who I was living with at the time I hate this job and she said well look I'll put you up rent free if you want to quit the job and find another one because I can see it's getting you down so I quit the job after five weeks and started to freelance and the freelance jobs that came my way were training jobs and I remember I just started thinking I love this I love teaching people what I do um And it wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to set up a business doing social media training. I just kept on doing social media training until that was the only thing I was doing. And then I just stopped looking for jobs because I thought this is actually bringing in enough money that I can carry on doing it. And I love it. So that's how I got into running a business. Um, I love it. You get to go around and tell people all the things that they already know, but they're not allowed to do. And when someone else says it externally, they're like, yes, thank you. I've been trying to convince (laughs) people of this all along. So they're kind of happy to see you because they know that you're on your side. I train mainly comms and PR teams. Um, And it's lovely. Like it's fun and and it's a, a nice thing to do. I was going around the country constantly on trains, planes, everything to do this training and I've got this condition called psoriatic arthritis so it's a podcast so no one can see it but you can see I've got like mangled hands and oh I was getting so tired and it was just beginning to get me down so I decided to bring the training online and I thought I know I'll get Leslie to help me Leslie's my sister she was a teacher um and just had a go at putting these courses online. So now everything we do is online, not just because of coronavirus, but obviously that would have been the case anyway. But but it's just nicer. You get to talk to people on a long-term basis. They don't just have a day of inspiration and then you'll leave them on their own. We've got like lovely people who, who would just try to inspire and celebrate the wins with them and help them when they feel a bit poop. So it's the nicest job in the world. 
I've now employ Leslie like full time in the business. Um, so we're a bit of a sister act. And I get to have lions when I want them. You know, like nobody <laughs> tells me what to do. I don't have to say sorry for being a bit disorganized because it doesn't matter. I'm incredibly disorganized. The most chaotic person you'll ever meet, ever. But Leslie's nice and organized, so I just give her all that stuff and it works really nicely. So you've um <clears throat> you mentioned that actually your first sort of foray into it was MySpace. And if yeah. you look at where we are now, so you've gone from MySpace to TikTok and probably so many different platforms in between. For you, it must be a constant education on, on what's new, what's trending, how to use it. Is that hard work to keep on top of all, all of these sort of new new platforms that anyone can spread their word with? It's not because I've got an interest in it. So for me, it's play. Like as soon as something comes out, I want to play with it. And I don't love everything the same. So I love TikTok, for instance. I can't, I have to give myself timed sessions to do that. Otherwise I'm going to go into a rabbit hole for like, <laughs> end up like dirty mess in my pajamas or whatever. Um, so I time myself on that. I find Instagram quite boring and I have to kind of force myself to go on there a bit, to, but it's, it's not, I don't see it as education. I just see it as I'm curious to see what works and what doesn't. And things like clubhouse, which are coming out now, I don't know if you've come across this one, but you know, I was I was straight on there, even though it's it's a really like sounds quite dodgy. Yeah, I find it cringy. Well, that's why John was obviously nodding. He knows it. Bob and I. <laughs> did. So please I tell us it, yeah. what John does in his clubhouse. I messaged, I messaged Helen to try and get me into the clubhouse because she was registered on there and it was only VIP only, so you would need to be referred. But she used all her referrals, and then somebody else gave me a referral, so I got in there. But I was looking at my phone earlier, and um, I clicked on, like, the group of apps I had. And I thought, who's that guy? And then when I looked in, it's the clubhouse symbol. And I was like, oh, yeah, I went on it once, and I've been on this since. But, hell, explain what it is. It's like, um, so it's audio only. And people will have a chat. They'll decide what they're going to chat about. And then the people that listen, it's like a live podcast in a way. But if this was on Clubhouse now, we might have an audience member who we could invite up who could join the conversation. So that's kind of what it is, but it's live and it's not recorded. You don't get to listen to replays or anything like that. But I think just the way that they've made it iPhone users only to begin with, and you've got to have an invite to join, I just think it attracts, like, annoying plats. Bob, you're up, mate. That's John, me. have you got any invites left? Can you um, get Bob in your clubhouse? It can be beer chat. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm on clubhouse. This is amazing. This is like this is going to be the next big thing. And you're like, well, it just depends what's on there. At the moment, it's just a lot of sales, like people selling to each other. And mm. maybe that's actually my fault. This, You know, you make social media, um, you make it yourself, don't you? So maybe I'm just following a lot of tools. Yeah, and you make a good point there where there are people on there who come across as twatty um, and the conversation is like that. And this is exactly what we didn't want this podcast to be, like getting somebody on and go, oh, tell me about branding and how do you increase your sales? We don't want that. We want people to come on and be normal and go, right, what? how many toilets do you have to clean before you've got to be a social media person? Or yeah. how many, you know what I mean? And tell us the, the real stuff. So then when Bob then thinks about doing it, um, what journey does he have to take, you know? 
Um, yeah. So it's all genuine. And you, you raise a good point earlier where you said about in the council where you found it was fun and you got to speak to real people, all that kind of stuff. And then when you went to the private sector, you know, it lost that. And, it, you know, the, the boys don't know this, but I've been on one of your, your courses and that comes through on your course. It's fun, it's energetic, and it's it's that comes out of what you noticed years ago that you enjoy doing, and then you've stuck to that, and now it's, it's probably shining through in your course. So it's oh. nice to see that you haven't changed from what your principles and your values were back then. That's lovely of you to say. That makes me very happy. Thank you. But I just think it's genuine then, and then the more you put into that piece of genuine information that you've got that you know you like this and you're sticking by your values then it comes out then at the end and and you hit the nail on the head where you go into companies and organizations and you say to them you know be yourself talk to your audience and and i think elliot last week made a good point to us and said they call it instead of business to business now human to human and that's followed through into this episode now because I think that's what you do. You say to us as social media people or comms people, talk to your audience and make it about them and not about you. Um, and that, that's quite interesting to know. And the last point I've got just on that chat that you said, um, where you said you're disorganised. And I think we should call that creative. Because <laughs> I think people who are disorganised tend to be maybe a bit more creative and a bit, you know. Do you know what? Yeah, it's something that I've tried to hide for so long. And I think that's the thing that why I'm so happy loving my job and, and why you probably feel that I am being myself is because I don't have to, I don't feel ashamed of some of those weaknesses that I have anymore. Sometimes when you're in a job, you know, you might have a manager who's always trying to correct you somehow. Like, you know, I used to always get it if you're not very disorganized, so you need to work on that and to come back to me when you're, you know, when you've done this this way or, you know, you're not assertive enough. You're not this enough. And now, anything I'm not, I just get someone. I just hire someone. Bob, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I hire someone who's got the thing that I'm bad at. And then I don't have to feel so bad about myself that I'm not good at it. So I think the happiness and that real human-to-human conversation comes from... Oh, this is going to be a little bit, like, self-helpy, but it comes from self-acceptance and just... Yeah. Being okay with, you know, I bet loads of people hate my style, but that's fine because I don't have to work with them. I work with the ones who do like what I'm like. Do you think that's it's something that comes with age and, as you say, yeah, that self-acceptance. Something that comes with age and, and the confidence that you know actually what you're doing because you've got such an experience here in your industry now? Yeah, definitely. Because when I first started, remember I said I started just doing kind of freelance training here and there? I I tried to have branding that I thought was similar to the Chartered, in, Chartered Institute of PR. So I made it like red and grey and like I tried to be official looking because I felt like such a massive imposter. Like, what? I don't know anything. Um, I actually did know a lot, but I didn't feel like I did at the time. And I think just doing it, like you say, just doing it for a while made me realise, no, I kind of know my stuff and anything I don't know is fine. Because we just talk about what, you know, just talk about it. You don't have to know everything as a, as a tutor. You just have to have an enthusiasm for the subject and be able to learn. Yeah, that's uh, really interesting. I listened to a, um, another podcast called uh, Design Life. Uh, I think they're designers, as in like graphic designers or UX designers and stuff. And they just have a chat about them everyday things, challenges that they come across 
through work and they, they do like side hustles. They do a little piece of work on the side and they, they talk about things like um, how to, you know, be confident in what you're doing and you are the right person to do it and how much do you charge a client and then honest things where you've probably been through yourself already and gone like, oh my God, am I charging them too much? Or am I under, under charging? Um, I'm worth more than this and all that kind of feeling where you're like, you've got to position yourself. Yeah. And have you come across that yet? Oh, well, I mean, it's interesting because I think just when Leslie came into the business, because she's got those elements that I haven't, it really freed me up to start thinking like a business owner, not like a social media trainer. So I talk about like working in the business, which is social media training, working on the business, which is running a business. Um, At the beginning of lockdown, loads of people asked me about what it's like to run a business that's online because we were online you know, before we had to be online. So me and Leslie fairly rapidly put together a course on how to take your business from a function, you know, like a comms business where you have clients and you meet them face to face into an online course. And we were able to really quickly bang that out really well and quickly because we we run an online business. Um, And then we kind of People loved that so much they wanted something bigger, like a business course that's aimed specifically at comms practitioners. So we've got this business course now as well. And those questions about how much should I charge? Um, what how do I get more clients? How do I make sure that I'm you know, I'm not suffering from imposter syndrome, all of those weird things that people have, especially when they're small businesses or even freelancers. Um Sometimes you just get together and realise, oh, I'm, everyone's the same. It's not just me. It's fine. But, yeah, I think just having a bit of boldness, I think you need to run your own show. There's boldness and then there's all the benefits that come with it. So I'm thinking if, if Rob, if you're thinking of setting up your own business as a social media trainer, the benefits as well as, you know, you get to not, well, you get to wear a cat jumper. For, um, <laughs> I'm wearing a cat jumper for listeners there. It's got cats on it. It's got lots um, of cats on it for the listeners. There's loads of cats. I'd class them as kittens, but yes, yeah. <laughs> um, you just get to do what you want, however you want. You get to say twat on a podcast and not think that anyone's going to come back and tell you off for it because it doesn't. There's no one to tell me off. It's like it's brilliant. It's like being a kid. Is your mother going to be listening? Um, you know? She is actually next door because like, <laughs> fair, fair enough then. <laughs> but mum's Irish, so she's she's oh. a good First language twat that is, is it? In the first language of Irish. I do like the idea of being my own boss. But, uh, yeah. But is that because you can just give yourself days off, Bob? Well, when needed, yes. Obviously, you have to put the work in first. And this, then you've this just is... got the luxury then of just choosing your days. As we've discovered though on our previous podcast, Bob, it's putting the work in that sometimes turns you off. That's so, the so, first so far part from of it, yes. from what Hal's has told us so far, what, what's appealing to you at the moment? Um. I like the idea of um, doing online videos and speaking to people online, um, creating websites. Is that um, because previously on the last two podcasts, when we've had our guests discussing what they do, you've always fancied yourself in front of the camera, the fame and uh, notoriety? Yeah, that's what it is. And it, that's where the, the beard model comes in, perhaps. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Although it is, it's, it's nice actually. We're two and nice. a half episodes in, not the beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, we're two and a half episodes in, and Rob has said that he wouldn't mind being his own boss, and that's probably the first win we've had, Reese. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, own boss. So, but we didn't suggest it, so that is obviously hell who suggested that. So yep. when it goes wrong and it all ends in tears, it, 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 we'll be bringing it back to your door to fix. If we're still in COVID times, it'll be a virtual door. I'll be able to tell him a course on how to run his own business, though. So everyone wins. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Helen, you've got, you've got over 20,000 followers on Twitter, which is incredible compared to my seven. Um, do, you, do you feel a pressure when you're putting a tweet out that you have to get things right? Or have you ever put out a tweet that's been misinterpreted or, or you've got it wrong, you've judged something wrong and got some, some sort of not great feedback? Um, I mean, I've put out a million dodgy tweets with typos and things that just went down like a lead balloon. Yeah, more tumble. I'm more afraid of tumbleweed than, than a bad reaction. Do you know what I mean? Um, I... I do these cartoons, right? So I tweet cartoons that are called, like com about com stuff, um, and there's a woman who's on Twitter who doesn't follow me. I don't follow her, but occasionally she'll reply to it saying, "God, your cartoons are shit." <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a sign that I've made it that someone's bothered to say that, noticed it, and wants you know. I, I don't even know how she's seeing them because she's not following me. Um, and she said something like, "I just anyone who would like, I can't believe anyone would decide to display these publicly. They're awful, you know, this kind of thing." Um, which, and, <laughs> have you um, have you sacked your sister for saying that, <laughs> <laughs> or for doing the cartoons? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am I right in saying how the cartoons um, came after there was something he was interested in and then you started then doodling and then done them afterwards? So to me, that's because that, that woman probably doesn't know the backstory there. And I'm sure we've had a conversation before where you've decided, like, oh, I wouldn't mind doodling. And then you've developed these these cartoons, which I think are great because I know the content and, and I can relate to them in comms. Um, so the cartoon part doesn't really matter that much to me. It's the messaging they've got in there, um, yeah. and she she probably doesn't get that. No, but I mean that's it, isn't it? Because I I mean a really good friend of mine, Eddie, said um, I can't remember when he said it, but I can remember him saying something like, "I absolutely love your cartoons. I mean they're crap, but I love them." <laughs> and he was dead right. Like I took the compliment in that. I'm not pretending to be an artist, but it's the ideas that I, that I like getting across and. That's it. Yeah, I just went on a. I like to every year at least put myself on a creative course that's not something that's directly useful to the business. So I did a cartooning for communicators school. Well, well, hopefully she um hopefully she's going to listen to this podcast and we oh. welcome you as a, as a as a listener. Please um stay for the other episodes and hopefully you'll get a tweet saying why did you go on that podcast? You were shit. <laughs> I love so. I'd love it. <laughs> Do you know what? If we get feedback in the comments that says you shit, I take that to be honest. Yeah, it's a comment. <laughs> we shit for the entire hour and a half. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, on the on the note of the cartoons? Um, do you find that that's helped your business in any way as well? Because it's just an aside, but it's related to your stuff. Oh, massively! Because if I go and do a conference talk or just anything where I meet communicators. 
they'll either say, oh my God, are you the one that does the cartoons? Or they'll say, like, I didn't realise, like, we'll have a conversation with them and they'll go, oh, right, you're the one that does it. Like, they get noticed because, again, because they're not very good in the drawing, they are quite memorable, I suppose. Yeah, but it's your own style, isn't it? Because if you look at any art... Um, everyone's got their own style, whether it be you might class it as good or bad, and then I might class it as good as bad. It depends on what people's style and take is. Um, so it doesn't matter, like you said, but it's the messaging that's the important part. Isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And I, I love drawing them because I draw problems or I draw jokes. And sometimes that's the same thing. But the kind of reaction that I'll get from people is, oh, my God, this is my life, or thank you, I thought I was the only person who experienced this. And for me, that's like the ultimate win because I've just made someone else like connect with me over something that happened and we're all in it together. That's what I love about the work that I do. And I don't know if it's for anyone who does training, but like building up a community of people who all look after each other and 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 maybe, you know, because I'm not the CIPR or I'm not the Chartered Institute of Marketing or whatever, um, I can be silly and fun and add add a bit of that into the mix because no one else is doing it. So, you know, it's got some value. That's def- definitely the, the, the positivity of social media is, as you say, being able to build a community of like-minded individuals and a support network. Obviously, the the other big thing about social media is the negativity of it. How do you deal with that on, on a personal level? Um, when you say negativity, what do you mean? Like, what kind of stuff are you talking about? It would generally be sort of a comment. Like, like, like you said earlier, where you've made a joke of someone who says, "Why well, I don't know why you do these cartoons, that's shit. Um, you, you do read, especially with people with, with high profiles and, and a lot of you know, followers or can sometimes take it to heart, the comments they receive, because you do. And I think it's a natural human instinct that you do read the negative things. And unfortunately, again, it's an, another sort of natural thing that you, you tend to take the more negative things to heart than you do positive. So how, how do you yeah. deal with that? How do you, How do you navigate your way through that? I think I've got a natural instinct to run away from negative things or things that upset me. So if I do see anything, I tend to just, you know, I've done it with relationships in my life. The minute that someone's making me upset, they're out, they're gone. Um, If I'm on Twitter and I can see, you know, some toxic behaviours, then I just stop reading it. And if that thing, you know, I, I haven't had to unfollow that many people. I do like to think that... If you put something positive out there, you attract positive people towards you. So I don't, and, and that not in a, like a mystic way, but people seek each other out, and so I don't get that much negativity. I have to say, I don't, I don't really experience it that much, or at least I interpret it as what it is, which is just you know some really sad, insecure individuals who feel some kind of power from being able to take someone else down, and you know it's more pity than than fear or upsetness really i suppose it depends on the type of person you are as well because if you go around spouting negativity or you know bad stuff then people will react and have a go at you but if you don't do that then you're not going to get it you're not peers more than you no no thank you thank you (laughs) 
I mean, he's one of the people that's absolutely okay, I think, to have as the butt of a joke because you're not punching down there, are you? Like, I'm I'm really interested in comedy and, and structures for jokes and things like that. In fact, we're doing a masterclass on, like, how to be funnier in your communications on your social media. Um, so I'm obsessed with this subject, but Piers Morgan, like, we're definitely not punching down with him. He can take, well, I mean, he may not be able to take it, but he certainly dishes it out, so... It's okay. To, do you, do you not, not feel, though, as much as, and obviously it depends on your politics as to what you feel of Piers Morgan, um, do you not feel that platforms like Twitter would be would be weaker without people like Piers Morgan, without Donald Trump, without, they almost attract people and followers to hate what they say as much as they do to to agree and engage? Yeah, definitely. And they know it, like... I'm not going to say I'm, you know, I'm a wonderful, like, I love attention, man. If I could get attention really quickly by putting a controversial view out, and I know why people do it and get addicted to it. It's not just because it gets them a slot on LBC radio or whatever. It's, it's validating to you as a person when everyone's going, yeah, you're amazing. I love this. You're so edgy. You're saying what everyone else is thinking, but is afraid to say, you know, that's the, that's the, the idea, I suppose, they come at it with. Um, I think it's obnoxious, personally, but Twitter would be worse without it because you need to have the whole range of humanity on it for it to to be an interesting place. Otherwise, you, you know, otherwise, what are we going to judge ourselves against? Yeah, it's different people's opinions, isn't it? It's, um, it's getting that sort of whole range of people who like you, people who don't like you, and just having that sort of wide range of of like you say opinions yeah I mean I feel like I don't know whether it comes from feeling a bit like an oddball but I feel like an observer of it all so I love to see human behavior play out and I do a lot of tweeting but I do a lot of lurking as well I, mm. I enjoy like trying to analyze what people are doing and why they're doing it are you a people watcher as well yeah oh my god yeah, yeah. my wife's the same <laughs> No, she just watches you. Watches you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing about people watching with social media is, if you want to get a job in social media training, then people watching becomes research for your work. It does, yeah. And you can viably say, "No, I'm I'm not being nosy. This is (laughs) for my job." So that means, Bob, you can be in the strip club, and that's tax deductible. (laughs) It is. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the part of the job, isn't it? Not I think this is the most we've seen you infused so far through the series. <laughs> you're not allowed to use, uh, you're not allowed to film in a strip club, or No, that's true. Yeah. So. But, but if you want, Hells will do a drawing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon version is fine. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't think I've ever drawn boobies before. I'm not, I'm not going that way. Hells is always a first time. <laughs> on, that, on that note, um, before Rob asks... I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear what this question is. So the, the question is going to be to Helen, what's your, your favourite Twitter account, if you've got one, or can you name a, one or two that you know, stand out? But there is one called Footballers with Tits. <laughs> and if, 
awful pleasure boobs. I'm not sure what it is. Right, she's, off, she's off. She's following. She's gone. That's it. It's like Piers Morgan walking out there. <laughs> um, you know, if you if you have a chance, uh, have a search of that because it's somebody has literally drawn, like you're, you're saying, that it's, you know, uh, drawn footballers with... It's, it's hilarious, like Wayne, Wayne Rooney and, you know, Beckham and all that. And it's just hilarious. It is. So Rob's on there and I want to look. <laughs> um, so what's your favourite? Um, that's not my favourite account, by the way. So what, what's your, what's your uh, favourite hell if you've got one? Um, first one that comes to mind is Alistair Green. Do you follow him on Twitter? He's a comedian. Well, he's a comedian. Well, he's a oh, he Twitter native. native D- does he do videos? Yeah. He yeah, does videos yeah. in characters. Yeah. And they're, I think, the funniest thing ever. So I can't really do it justice. Just go and look at Alistair Green on Twitter. But, I did, you know, Cameo, where you can buy um, little celebrity yeah. messages. I got, when my wedding was postponed in November 2020... I got Alistair Green to do me a little um, video to say sorry to all the guests that would have been there. So it's like 37 quid and he does you your own little thing. <laughs> and he's just so funny. Like, I, I can't even describe it, but it's very funny. I love and it. And do you know what you just led on to when this podcast goes viral and it's got millions of followers? Rob can do cameos. Yeah. With tits. I'll, I'll start with birthday messages and then see how to, yeah. Well, work your way up to, what, funeral sermons? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the career progression here, Rob, but no, good luck. Congratulations on your new job as a stripper. <laughs> yeah. I hope you, I hope you um, put it off. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Edit that, John. <laughs> Helen, I just wanted to check. Um, when you're on um, social media, and of course you've got the um, the website that I've just called up, which is very bright and it, it stands out. Do you spend more time on the website or more time on social media, sort of advertising what you do, or is it a bit of both? Um, it's phases with the website. Like I'm always tinkering with it, but I'll have tinker phases. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm I'm in tinker phase with the website because I've just decided I hate it. Um, so, you know, then you're like, I have to rethink all of the content. Mm. So that's, but that'll be, no, much more time on social media overall because, A, it's what I'm teaching, but really it's about bringing people to the website or making them have a reason to want to come to my website. Yeah. Well. And a lot of that is around just kind of, you know, getting the community, knowing who I am and, if you want to drop in a plug for it now, now's a good time. Oh, yeah, comscreatives.com. People, go in. You can give me some feedback on how you would improve on this website, please. Well, they already know it's bright because Rob has just told us. Yeah. yeah. Unless I've tinkered with it in between recording and person listening to this. It'll be all black the next time it's on. Then, <laughs> but it's, um, it, it definitely stands out. Thank you. That's like one yeah. of those things where you say, like, what did you think of it? It was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I picked up on that as well, actually. There's no positive connotation there, was there? <laughs> Are you going to send her a tweet saying, why, a tweet saying, why did you um, create a website? Shit. <laughs> I, think, I think we've uncovered the mole here. It's me, I confess. I think it's consistent with 
the values and the branding that you were trying to get across, really. Like you said, it's colourful, it's bright. Um, and that comes across in your course and everything else, and you, I think. So I think it, it works really well. Oh, thanks. That's a good point. I think it's just got to, it's got to say something about you, hasn't it? And if you, if you don't like it, then it's useful, because then you know not to work with us. Um, yeah, so having looked at the website and having seen you, and met you I can understand where that website's come from because it you could see it is almost a representation of, of your personality um how you know how vivacious and colorful you are um as trans sort of you've transported that onto the website oh I haven't paid any of you to say these things <laughs> <laughs> not yet <laughs> hang on a minute <laughs> I got um, a couple of questions so <clears throat> your best almost popular tweet and your best reply from somebody whether it's somebody famous or anything like that um can you share that i'll tell you mine so then you can see if we can raise the bar okay. so my best reply was ricky gervais replied to me he only said thank you but still he replied to me and i think it was <laughs> after um the second season uh, was it two series of derek or was it one it was after the the series derek that he did um, I think it was. And they treated him just saying how wonderful it was. And he just replied with well, thank you, and that was enough for me. So I was quite pleased with that. And my best tweet was talking about Donald Trump earlier, actually. Do you remember when, during COVID, he said um, to inject ourselves with bleach? So I tweeted, obviously, during, it was topical, so it was during all that kind of stuff. Um, I was born with um, a blockage in my heart. And I remember when I was younger, I used to say to my parents, can I just drink some sort of bleach or, or toilet <laughs> to clear the blockage? And I just promised that, you know, but I was like seven years old or something, not a world leader. And he got like 300 likes or something. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, so they were mine. That's a good one. I like that. Yes. I, I love that, like, seven-year-old you could have been running a country better. <laughs> yeah, but I could be also been drinking bleach if my parents weren't there. <laughs> um, they're good. I can't beat that. My The one that comes to mind with a famous reply, or best reply, was we did, um, at the beginning of last year, 2020, we did this challenge that so was the 31 Days of Creativity. So I emailed people a really short, like 15 minute max challenge to help them be more creative every day in January. And one of the challenges was to listen. So there's some scientific evidence that suggests you're more creative when you listen to certain types of music and particularly uplifting types of music. And some scientists, neuro, neuroscientist, had put together a list of uplifting songs that help you be more creative and on there was I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor so I got all of our people that were taking the challenge were kind of saying which one was their favorite and how it made them uplifted and then Gloria Gaynor got in and she was like oh I'm you know I, obviously it's a tweet so she, I couldn't hear her accent but I was imagining her accent going you guys are so creative I love it I was like yes that was really good um that's good that's what's good about social media, though, isn't it? That you can connect with people who are so far away from you, not just location-wise, but in, you know, fame as well. Um, so when you get that back from somebody who you're a fan of or um, who you really like, it's just really like, oh, wow, I've connected with them or I've spoken to them. Um, so that's really, really empowering for social media, I think. 
It is. It feels good, doesn't it, to know that someone that you love knew you existed for a second. I mean, (laughs) I've never had a tweet from David Hasselhoff, but I did get a cameo video of David Hasselhoff to promote our social media expert course. Now, when he did it, I suspect he'd had a few drinks because he didn't really need to know what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I slightly edited the video so it made more sense. But I got a video from David Hasselhoff and he's like, hey, can't create it. And he mentions me and Leslie, which was a bit of a thrill. But when he sent us this video, it's, there was a message on there saying, um, "Give." I, I, in the video, he says, I think I need a little bit of comms creatives in my life. And then the message with it, with it said, give my agent Judy a ring on this number. So I was like, what? David Hasselhoff? <laughs> agent Judy a ring? So then I spent the whole night buzzing, like, oh, what am I going to say? What will I say? And then in my head, I was like, well, he probably wants us to do social media from him uh, for him. And we don't really do that, but I'll do it for David Hasselhoff. And then maybe he might, like, have a private jet, because I was writing a lot of <laughs> what this might lead to. And then me and Leslie could be, like, in his pool doing a social media. And all of this went in my head. Anyway, I rang up Judy. And, you know, real New York... Um, no bullshit kind of character. And she's like, you're ringing about what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm from Wales. I've got this message from David Hasselhoff. He said to give you a ring. He said to give you a what? (laughs) 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 Anything that I was saying. Because obviously I'm just like an idiot, like chancer from Wales. Um, so eventually I told her, I'm not sure what he wants. He said, well, I've got no idea what you're talking about, but I'm going to go and meet him tomorrow. Um, and we're having a meeting. So I'll ask him to discuss this. Can you put together a proposal for it? So then I like hastily put together a proposal of how we might work with David Hasselhoff. So then she took it to the meeting. Then I rang her the next day and she was like, David's not interested. David doesn't remember. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, but David, for about 30 seconds, was thinking about me. That is, (laughs) that's all I want to know. He was probably sat on his kitchen floor eating a burger at the time, but yeah. Um, maybe maybe you pitched the social media part and he was actually interested in your drawings. If only I'd known. <laughs> I just want you to tell us a little bit about the communities you build in particular. I know I'm part of uh, one of the groups on social um, on Facebook. Um and I can see how powerful that is, that supportive element. You can drop a question in and and, and get that kind of um, answer from people who are like-minded and work in similar organisations and stuff. Um, how useful is that for, for you as as the owner of your business um, and the trainer as well and stuff like that? Yeah, it's really useful. So it's weird with Facebook because it's not really a place that people necessarily feel they want to talk about work. But when you have a Facebook group, which is kind of a closed community, so you know, your friends and family aren't really involved in the discussions, can't see the discussions that are there. It's a really nice place to get people chatting about sometimes the more informal side of what they're doing. Like you say, asking questions. But for me, the questions are great because we get to an insight into what the challenges are so we can build training that kind of address that. But sometimes it's just like offloading and having a bit of a moan or a bit of a laugh about some of the things that we we all encounter. And that's just, 
you know, the one thing that I want to get across to you, Rob, is it's got to be a job that makes you happy. And it's just lovely, you know, as well as helping us. I I presume that gets us business. It doesn't directly get people to book on a course. But if they get to like us well enough when they've got a budget and they need training, I presume it'll be us that they think of first. But the main thing is to enjoy it and like the people that you're working with and for. And then, you know, then you've just got to build enough money to pay your rent or mortgage. (laughs) Yeah. But that comes easy then because you've got the energy for it. And again, because I've got this chronic health thing, I can have absolutely knackered days, weeks, even months. And if I didn't love it, there's no way I'd be able to do it. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just definitely like you say, just enjoy any job and it makes it more easier then, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. You've, um, you've got your new phone. You're only allowed to install one social media app, which is the one you install. Oh, if it's one social media app, then I'm going Twitter. Because Twitter is, you know, with Facebook, I love, you know, I love my family and friends, but I don't need to talk to people very much. But without Twitter, I I wouldn't be able to talk to clients. So I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Good choice. (laughs) In my jobs, I've done training for you know colleagues and stuff around social media and i remember i used to describe social media as like a chinese menu so you'd have your regulars every week so if you had chinese every week you'd have the same you know chips rice curry sauce but then you may have chicken balls another week and then a different week you might have something else so for me you'd have like, like twitter facebook and that's my kind of two main channels, perhaps. Then I go into Instagram now and again. And then I'll go into TikTok maybe now and again. So for me, it's a bit of that. Yeah. You've got your, your regular ones that are there all the time and you won't get rid of them. And then the new ones that come up, then you dabble with them. Oh, I'll try that. Oh, I don't like it. And then you bin it off. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's like a Chinese menu. So then, John, same question to you. Which would be the one that you would keep? It's going to be Clubhouse, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It depends, I think, whether it's like work or... or just just uh, in your life, you can only have one more to engage with. I probably have to go with Facebook at the moment. Interesting. Um, as much as I despise it, it does my head in. But all my friends are, no, I wouldn't actually. It'd be Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it does my head in too much on Facebook. The thing is about Twitter is you could text your mates and say, join Twitter. I can't use Facebook anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You you couldn't like text Trump and say, come over onto my Facebook and spout your shit that I want to read. I I can imagine. Mom, come on to Twitter if you want to see photos of the kids. (laughs) See, when when you look at them, though, see, Facebook seems to be more. And it's obviously because of the age it's in now that you don't see as many younger people joining it as we did when it first came out, when I first joined it. Um, so it seems to become a community. You've, you, because you've, you've created the people around you, you've removed the one or you've not removed, but blocked seeing the, the comments from the people that you, you kind of knew at work 10 years ago, but perhaps don't share your values. It has become that classic echo, 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 sorry, echo chamber. It's, it's become a community that you've created yourself of like-minded people. Whereas Twitter is just a bear pit. It's, it's just everyone, isn't it? It's nuts <laughs> and insane sometimes. And and like you said, Hal, the thing I enjoy about it more than actually going on there and, and doing anything, 
there's the voyeuristic element of just watching something unfold. Um, so you see in the if, comments, yeah. Absolutely. So I think if I had to choose, I'd choose Facebook because it's safe and it's friendly. But there would always be that part of me that wants that sort of vicious raucousness of, um, of Twitter. Yeah, I think you've got a nice Facebook because if you look at my Facebook comments, not mine, but I mean, when I'm on Facebook, I see the comments on there and there's an awful lot of like vexatious right-wing conspiracy <laughs> theory stuff. Yeah, and you're like trying to delete your uncle because he's saying all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I find on, on Facebook it's harder because when you see people going on about how, I don't know, 4G is causing COVID. A friend them, bang, they're gone. Simple yeah, as that. Well, it's interesting when it's on a stranger on Twitter, but when it's your uncle Bob or whatever, Bob. it's like... Oh, <laughs> oh that was subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are right. You, you are right, though. It's, um, and that's why I switched to Twitter then, because I thought, no, it, Facebook gives me too much of a headache around that. Um, so I'd rather watch it unfold, like you said, on Twitter and ignore it because I don't really know the people. But it's a fantastic news news feed, I think. And I remember, do you remember a couple of years ago there was um, riots? It started, I think, in London, then it was some of the other cities had them. And the yeah. kids were rioting or whatever, the teenagers. And I was watching that unfold on Twitter. Yeah. And I, I was just refreshing all the time and seeing what the latest news was. Yeah, on. because you, you were sat there with a baseball bat waiting for hashtag riot pretend. We all know what you were doing. <laughs> you were straight down Dixon's to get yourself a new plasma telly. I have chosen, I'm going to go a bit niche with it. I've chosen the brand Tunnocks, but I'm going to make it more niche or more specific Tunnocks tea cakes. That I think brand wise, they're just everything that's beautiful and it represents something in British society that I actually am proud of and love, not I'm like a little bit embarrassed about with the whole Brexit stuff and all of that. So in a Brexit world, sorry for you Brexiters that are listening, um I feel like the Tunnocks represents a shining silver and red beacon of light. Um First of all, it's a beautiful wrapper. It is so beautiful that artists have used it to create like big sculptures. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's, I'm, I should really have looked up who the artist was. You can look it up. That's that's your podcast homework, listener. Um, <laughs> like a huge lion and panther kind of sculpture, and it's completely covered in Tunnock's, um foil all over and just the fact that it's foil so kit kats they're just not as good are they how good was a kit kat when it was a foil and you could run your nail across like that and like get each finger off yeah with a tonic you get to take it off really carefully and smooth it out into a perfect square and it's just beautiful (laughs) brand also it it's retro but it's genuinely, like, it's authentically old-fashioned, but it's still beautiful. And I love it so much that I I eat them all the time, which is why I'm sporting this flabby body, because I love the brand. It's unpretentious. There's no, like, if I've ever gone to do face-to-face training, I'll always bring some Tunnock's tea cakes, and everybody loves them. Like, it's always the thing that, that gets the conversation going. Just a quick aside. Snowball's not so good. So turn up to a snowball. <laughs> when you bring those to training, 
they're very difficult and sticky and people they're messy aren't they really messy the coconut goes everywhere and they're sticky and they're not as good whereas a tonic self-contained and it's beautiful imagine uh, a snowball in a beer drop (laughs) oh it'd just be a nightmare i'd have to cut the beard off (laughs) i think this was the one that scared me the most so the brands have taken on so far and so far lost on because well, I, I think there's some 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 backhanded uh, envelopes heading Rob's way, and I'm sure. So I, I, I've lost on Nike, I've lost on Gymshark, and I put up some good arguments, and I'm sure you'll go back and listen to them. Um, detailed, researched arguments. Tunnocks was the one I feared most. <laughs> Tunnocks is, as you say, a thing of beauty, um, simplicity, just deliciousness. Memories of childhood. Yeah. So, whereas before, I think I overwhelmed Bob with facts, and I think his brain broke. I've gone for two things here with tenants. And the two things are, yes, they are old-fashioned. They joined Twitter in September 2012. They were late to the Twitter party. That's not a bad thing. (laughs) Their last tweet was the 12th of December 2017. That's not good. So they're still at the party. They're just in the kitchen or the airing cupboard or somewhere and we can't find them. And then I had to think, well, I had to think like Rob, which was quite a scary, dark thing. (laughs) Rob loves his food. So, Rob, I'm going to ask you one question. Yeah. You can only have one of these items ever again in your life. Would it be a Tannock's tea cake or a wagon wheel? Now, don't forget the wagon wheel. The wagon wheel does the original. It does the jammy. It does the toffee. It does the double chocolate, orange, the caramel, banoffee, or the big country, which is malted. That's Rob. a tough one. Oh, that is it's tough over one. to you. Purely because of the variety, I'm going to have to say a wagon wheel. Oh, for God's sake. A wagon wheel is like someone sat on a tea cake. (laughs) (laughs) Like the children like to put their mobile phones in their back pockets, they can slip a wagon wheel in too. You know, it's forward thinking. Thank you, Rob. I think I deserved that one. I should be 3-0 up, but I'll take that. Can I just say the wagon wheel has got an absolutely low standard of biscuit inside compared to the beautiful shortcake of a wonderful tea cake? I suspect, and I will get the judge's view on this, if you hadn't narrowed it down to the tea cake and you'd gone for the caramel wafer bar as well, yeah, I think it would have been a different result. I think if, if the brand was just Tonex, it would have won easy because the caramel wafer is just the best thing ever. But... Right, as usual, I've got to bring this back to the branding because <laughs> we always go off on the food or the. This is, oh, where, this is where this is where John jumps in and bullies Rob to the guest <laughs> point of view. <laughs> so, going back to what Hal was saying um, and about the packaging around the Tenex tea cake um, and how it was used to, to make sculptures, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that's what Rob needs to think about. Okay, the branding. What does he think of that, Reese? I'm not arguing so much around that. The social media part, I totally get it. We've got a social media guest on. She's picked 10x and they crap on social media. 
Well, I have to interject here and say, if you search for tunnocks on Instagram, you will find literally tens of thousands of absolute brand loyalists sharing their tunnocks. With Who uses Instagram these days? <laughs> is that the fan page or is that the official yeah, page? Is that tunnocks or is that the fans? Because it, it, it's different on Twitter. Yeah, tw- I mean, Twitter, honestly, if Tunnocks ever listen to this, I will do a week worth of amazing content for you purely for paid in tea cakes. <laughs> don't, don't forget, uh, Tunnocks, you heard it here first. So, you know, there is a percentage that would need to come to us also. <laughs> but it's user-generated content. Why bother? Like, or Not why bother. I mean, bother by all means, but they don't have to because the people that love the brand are doing the work for them. Yeah, that's that's true. It's a fair argument, I think. But in terms, so back to the packaging, there were some things. Uh, um, they've got a, a merch page um, shop, which is really good. And one one particular item which I shared with the boys before this was a bobble hat, and it works really well because it looks like a tea cake. Yeah, and they've really yeah. kind of gone the to town on that. And I think that's really cool. And I think what we discussed earlier about you, Helen, your website and and your character comes through onto the website. I think their website is the same. It's it's a bit dated, but purposely like that. Um, and is that what you're saying help. about Helen? <laughs> 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 um, but and also they've got the the guy on there who I think he's the owner, uh, and there's a picture of him on there, a little old guy, and it is something quite sweet about that for some reason, um, which is quite cool. So it, it is good, and the packaging I like it personally, um, but I do think it's a bit old school. Maybe they need a little bit of modernization to keep up with Reese's Pieces and all the newer brands. Can I just say then here? I mean, what is Wagon Wheels packaging like? Is that yeah, the Wagon Wheel is um, a treat of the Wild West. It does what it says on the tin. <laughs> if you lose your wheel on your wagon, you can use a Wagon Wheel. It's, it's simple. That's it. It is simple, as in yeah. idiots. So. Is the argument wagon wheel or Tanis tea cake here, or is it is Tanis tea cake got a good brand package? I, I think it has to go into it all. You know, when, when I lost on Gymshark, the reason I lost on Gymshark was because it was created by a man in his garage. I mean, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Rob, Rob, you love a cake. The, what's, what's, we what's love the the cake. Forget forgetting about the wagon wheel. Don't um, forget. <laughs> Back to Tennis and think about the branding and everything. Um, you walk in in the shop, you see Tennis Tea Cake standing there. And, and then you also see an original wagon wheel, a jammy wagon wheel, a toffee wagon wheel, a double chocolate wagon wheel, an orange wagon wheel, a caramel wagon wheel, a banoffee. I, I'll give you that. The banoffee <laughs> one sounds foul. It does. Or a big country, malted. Me, but can I just say, too many choices is not a good thing. Have you seen Rob's belly? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, I've got a sizable belly, but that's come from many, many tea cakes, not like a variety <laughs> of flavors of tea cakes. Well, basically, so well, basically, they do, and, and again, clever, they do eight different varieties. That's enough for two wagons with four wheels on each. <laughs> wheels. I don't want a wagon that's got different wheels on it. I want them all the same. It's going to crash. But it will crash. You will break down the desert and you can sit and eat your wheels. Rob, make the sensible decision. <laughs> What's your thoughts on Tenex then, Rob? Um, 
personally, I like the packaging because it, it stands out, doesn't it? It's um, you've got the sort of the, the red and silver, the tea cakes, um, and the caramel is the I think it's red and gold, um, and it just it just stands out on the shelf. Um, I think ten X wins. Oh, for goodness' sake! Yeah. I am devastated. Ten X is branded. Yeah, so um, this is the third one of the series. Was it second? No, second one of the series. So this is the second one of the series, and the boys are already 1-0 down. So uh, they will be using their combined knowledge against yours. And as, obviously, your career is social media, I've based the quiz on that. So, and trust me, there are big points in this one. There are big, big <laughs> points. So, I have got the top 20 Twitter accounts, top 20 followed Twitter accounts, as of, and credit where it's due, a brandwatch.com from the 19th of January, 2021. Oh, okay. So, what I'm going to ask you is, in turn, and um, we'll start with you as the guest, to name one of the people in the top 20. If you get that correct, you will have as many points as they've got followers. And the number one has got 128 million followers. So you could get 128 million points. However, I've got a a spreadsheet set up, Rob. Okay. (laughs) I've got auto sums and everything, mate. (laughs) So these are the top 20 accounts. Now, that's a nice fun game, but let's have a bit of jeopardy. I've worked out, of the top 20, on average, they've got 77 million followers. If you name an account that's outside the top 20, you'll get minus 77 million points. Oh. Big points to be had here. I'm assuming we're only going to guess, like, four or five, because guess in all 20. We won't guess. (laughs) (laughs) You, You will have, you've got five guesses each. Okay, I'm going to start with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Is she in the top 20? She is in the top 20. Lady Gaga comes in number seven. So you have now got 83 million points. (laughs) Do I get a pound for each point? (laughs) So over to... John and Bob, and feel right. free to discuss. Rob, should we, Martin, you know, throw us out there, POTUS, which is President of the United States? Um, we could do, yeah, because my first thought, first thought was Barack Obama. Um, yeah, I, I go with him as well. Gonna be be high. Um, yeah, go with that one first. Which one? Barack? Yeah. Barack Obama? Barack Obama. Ooh. Barack Obama is the number one followed person on Twitter, January yes. 2021. You've just got 128 million points. Damn Excellent. it! <laughs> There's still plenty to play for. 
<laughs> See, I thought now he wasn't president, it might he might have fallen down. Damn. He's a nobody. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have a guess at Elon Musk. Oh, good answer. Because I know he's SpaceX founder with the lads. Yeah, Elon Musk. Is not in the top twenty. Yeah. <gasps> Minus seventy-seven million points. <laughs> oh, boys, you've got this. Oh no! This could be the first win of the series. <laughs> Should we go poke this this time? Um, no, I was thinking either a footballer next or Beyonce, somebody like that, because Cristiano Ronaldo is usually up there, isn't he? Should we go Ronaldo? Go on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, Cristiano. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, I don't see him that active. Whenever I go on, I will go then. If you know, is that do you? Is that your final decision? You've yeah. got, you've got to agree. Yeah, it's on yeah. Rob's head. Oh. On. It's on Rob's head. Cristiano Ronaldo is number five. Oh, yes. Give yourself wow. ninety million points, boys. <laughs> oh. So, Helen. I'm going to try. Um, sorry, the cat's growling at my. <laughs> it's probably growling at Rob's beard. That happened in the last episode. That's what it is. He's admiring it. Um, I'm going to try <laughs> the Pope. The Pope? Ooh. Is the Pope on Twitter? Does, is that like the, the Pope shit in the works? <laughs> <laughs> He's not in the top 20. He's not in the top 20. He's not in the top 20. Oh, no. I thought that was a sure bet. Still all to play for. (laughs) (laughs) It may be over soon. Rob, John, guess Um, number three, please. It's got to be a pop star, I think. Because we've had Lady Gaga was number seven. Oh, I've had a good one. I was going to say something to do with Prime Minister slash Downing Street because of yeah, politics. all the COVID stuff be, as well. It's not going to be worldwide, yeah, it? the, yeah, you're right. Justin Should Bieber. Go? go on, Anna. Go on, go Justin Bieber. Bieber, number three. You guess for Justin Bieber, number three. <clears throat> He's number two with 140 million <laughs> followers. <laughs> Yes. Oh, you're <laughs> back in the day. I didn't know he still had them. Oh. Rob is a believer. Yeah. <laughs> I got that vibe off him. So, so far, you've correctly guessed number one, number two, yep. number five, and number seven between you. So, how? Right. I'm going for number three. Surely number three is Taylor Swift. It has to be. That, that was going to be my next guess. Taylor Swift is number six, but 88 million, that helps. That's good, that's good. Over to you, boys. Music or sports, John? Um, Let's go music. Okay. Should we go Beyonce? Yeah, go on. Yeah, do it. Beyonce 
is not in the top 20. She's not. Wow. She's not in the top 20. Minus 77 million points, boys. I'm in the pants now. So, this is it. The final answer. Lost track of the score now. I... Maybe him. Maybe not him. I could go with a curveball answer, but I don't... I'm going to try Kanye West. Kanye West is not in the top 20, L. I don't believe it. <sighs> you've, you've done it, boys. You've got it. Just put it in the bag. <laughs> Give us one more. Kim Kardashian. <sighs> Kim Kardashian is number 11 with 69 yes. million followers. Damn it, I picked the wrong partner. (laughs) Was BTS in there? I was going to say BTS. BTS aren't in there, surprisingly. No. So, if we just round this off with the scores. So, um, Al's very commendable. You got minus 60 million points. (laughs) And Team Branded, 324 million. Wow. That's all down to Rob, to be fair. He's taking his social media thing seriously. So your top 20, and as I say, it was um, top 20 accounts. So number 20, her hips don't lie. Shakira. It's Shakira. Oh. Number 19 with 53 million is Bill Gates. Number 18, Demi Lovato oh. with uh, 55. Number 17, surprisingly, Britney Spears with 56 million. Number 16 of top 20 accounts is Twitter, with 59 million followers. Wow. Uh, You've got 15 CNN breaking news, with 60 million followers. Number 14, Selena Gomez, with 64 million. Number 13, Justin Timberlake, with 64 million. Number 12 is the Prime Minister of India, with 65 (laughs) million followers. Uh, Prime Minister Modi. 11 you got was um, Kim Kardashian West. Um, this must stick in their, their crawl. So at number 10, it's YouTube <laughs> with 73 million followers. Number 9 is Ellen DeGeneres. Number 8, uh, Ariana Grande. You've got 7, Lady Gaga. 6, Taylor Swift. You've got 5, Christian Ronaldo. Number 4, Rihanna. And number 3, you didn't get Katy Perry. Oh. And then number two was Justin Bieber, and number one was Barack Obama. So what Music I also did... That's surprising, isn't it? Yeah. Out of interest, I did the top UK accounts. So can anyone guess what the top account in for a UK-based account is with 47 million followers? David Beckham. David Beckham. Boris Johnson. Piers Morgan. No. Is it a brand? McDonald's? Tenux. It's BBC Breaking <laughs> News. Oh, yeah. BBC Breaking News has 47 uh, million followers and it follows three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like KFC, and you know, they, they follow the is it six spices. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, unfortunately, you help Team Branded are victorious. Oh, I've absolutely well done, been Mark. crushed. Well then. Sorry, Mark. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> that was a very big victory. Apart from that, it's a bad note to end on, really, isn't it? But, um, 
Not for you, <laughs> boys. You. I think, you know, you, no. actually you've done the show proud for once. It's well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won the Tunnocks. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yes, you did. That's true. So, Hal, thank you very much for coming on. You've um, spent uh, some time with, with Bob now. Um, he's learnt a bit about your industry. He's very keen to get in front of the camera, show everyone what he can do on the video channels and doing the training. But the key question is, would you give Bob a job? I've given it a lot of consideration and it's a lovely bit of result for you. Definitely no. Oh, well, Bob, I thought you were in there, mate. We're recording now. Okay, yes. just in case you didn't get it, I called Bob or Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, great pod then, guys? It was, yeah. Yeah, really good guest. She was um, really entertaining and really informative, I thought. Um, yeah. And I think we'd all agree she, she her personality just shines through. Um, just someone really fascinating to have. Yeah, I think it's um interesting kind of story of her, like where she started with her work and then she kind of made that decision. She didn't enjoy what she was doing. She knew what she wanted and then continued down that road and kind of jumped in really and um, and just took it on and, and it seems to yeah. be paying off now. Um, and I think the, the big message that I got from that is always believe in your values and yourself and what you want to do to make yeah. yourself happy. Um, and then you'll enjoy your job, and, and it'll, it'll shine through. And it seems to be doing that. So, so Bob, what are your what are your values? What would you like to shine through? Um, I don't know. I need to. I need to have a think because I was I was the same in school. Because you, you do those whole sort of questionnaires about what do you want, what job do you want, or what do you want to do in the future. But I don't think I know yet. And what did, what did your ten, results come back in school then? Um, working in an office, it was very okay. generic. It was, you've uh, it yeah, yeah. You've, you've, you've achieved, <laughs> I've the achieved dream. that, so yeah, so I need to move on to something else now. So, are you talking about like careers advisor when you when you spoke to a careers advisor? No, he's yeah. talking about jig cal when you had to fill in that computer thing. It was, uh, was it a form that you had to fill in? It was like he's on about when he's on Facebook and it says to, to what type in. Are you? Type in your name and you tell who your perfect job. Watch out Catty, yeah. So you don't know what your values are? Um, no. Well, let's start think. Let's start with, so thinking about what Hel was saying there, she didn't enjoy yeah. what she was doing. We know you like your job, but let's pretend you don't. You don't like enjoy my what job, you're doing. I like my job, but I don't love my job. No, but let's That's pretend right. that you don't like it. Okay. Um, so don't forget, you are you... still gamefully employed at the moment. <laughs> yeah. when, when this podcast goes out, you are still employed. Yeah. Technically, yeah. You okay. you've, you enjoy well, your job. Well, it turns when it comes out, actually. We, we never know. I could be it, you, just, you haven't found your vocation in life. Let, That's let's what it say is. That. Yeah. So going back to like what Hal said, so she got a partner life where she didn't like this anymore. But she did like this thing she was doing previously, which was the social media. So she wanted to get back into that. Yeah. What is it that you love or really like? I think we've we found out in the previous episode and this episode the food seems to be one of your things. So would that be a starting point? Um possibly, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we've gone back to the, um, I think last week we talked about photography and doing sort of videos, didn't we? Um, so maybe that that side of it, um, creating websites, doing the, the online courses. Um, I don't know if I'd be comfortable in front of a group of people talking. That's so training perhaps isn't, isn't the thing for you? Probably not, but I don't know. Maybe you'd get used to it. I don't know. Would you um, would you say you're a helpful person? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, quite helpful. I think Ellen picked up on something which which was really good because that probably it's probably this her way of thinking when she is given something, coming to our organisation, have a look at what we're about. What content can we create? So we said to her, "Look at Rob. What can he do?" And quite quickly, she said, "Instagram." Beard influencer. I don't know how she would have picked yeah. that up so quickly about his beard. It's not <laughs> yeah. like it. He looks like Rasputin's desperate son. <laughs> I just need it trimmed, but nothing's open. So, but I thought that was amazing because actually, that could possibly work. But what I'm thinking, if we combine the food element, why don't you start an oh. Instagram account called "What Food Is in My Beard"? Yeah. <laughs> And we'll just have a photo okay, yeah. of maybe something. And I'll say, Alphabetti spaghetti. No, no, <laughs> no. It's actually Batman spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. You could get maybe your missus to play Find the Chicken Nugget and hide the chicken nugget <laughs> in your beard. I don't think it's... The trouble is, it's, it's, it's long, but it's enough, wispy. It, it, it yes, is. Thin, yeah. Yeah. It's not really you could like. maybe hide some... A, a, Maybe a long piece of pasta in there. Yeah. Maybe. I found some rice in there the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. That's only small. And how many days the... after you've eaten rice did you find Oh, no, that was, that was only about 10 minutes afterwards. Yeah. What, what did you do with the rice? I ate it. You ate it, didn't you? You did. You watched it. Yeah. He put some... He put the rice in it himself to try and dry his beard out. <laughs> What type of rice was it? Um, Uncle Ben's. Yeah, but it's Ben. No, it's Ben's. No, you can't. It's not Uncle Ben's anymore. Ben's rice. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The they dropped it. What, like a, a rebrand? Yeah, yeah. Um, don't want to say cancel culture, but obviously on, on the back of everything that, that it has got, it's just Ben's rice now. Um, there's mm. another one that's changed as well recently. Um, Bessie's. It's Bessie's. something like that. Now, who's the one that does the cakes? Oh, um. Or was it no? Uh, no, Kiplin. is it some... Kiplin. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Kipling? Mr. Kipling. Good no, he's still going. Yeah. Mr. Kipling has never done anything wrong in his life. <laughs> what has Uncle Ben done? In his sticky fingers. Well, he's done nothing wrong, but they shouldn't have been using that to sell rice. Um, oh, right. it's, it's, I'm sure it's a brand like Aunt Jemima's or something in America. I'm sure it's something like that. I read. You've just had to rebound to Jemima's. Um, yeah. So, with the rice thing in your beard, we could do that. It could be, where's Rob's rice? And it could be like, spot the ball. So somebody got like, circle where picture. it was. Yeah. So what yeah, we could do each good. week, we'll get a guest when they come on. Um, after the Reese's Pieces, we'll do spot Rob's rice. Yeah. And they have to have a look at the screen. And we'll, we'll divide you up into, into grids and squares. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sounds good. And they'll go, we'll go B3. And they go, no, oh, not rice, it's lice. 
Mm. <laughs> right, Solace. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right, so social media then, Rob. Yeah. Generally, your overall feeling about social media and, well, before we're, before thinking about working in the industry, what do you think about it? Do you think it's a good tool for, for brands to use? Should um, we be using it? I think it's so, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a good sort of advertisement base, isn't it, to get yourself out there. Um, but like like Al said, it's, um, you know, you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've got Twitter, um, but it depends what feedback you get as well. Um, so Twitter's probably the, the main one. So Hal's got 20,000 followers. How many have you got at the moment, Rob? How many, how many um, more do we have to get you to get you up to up to Hal's level? Let me just check, see where I am. Um, at the moment, I've got 45 followers. Okay, okay, okay. So it, it, so, there's a bit of a way to go. So we, now, we need, what, 19,000 and 55, yeah. 19,055 to get you up. Okay, well, I, I might follow you. Says one. Okay, thank you, John. I'll retweet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah John. John's already a follower, so it's okay. Would you Would you worry having twenty thousand people hanging on your every word? Um. Yeah, it'd be a it'd be a bit of pressure, wouldn't it? Because you'd have to think about what you're tweeting. You couldn't just okay. have a few drinks and then send something out. You'd have to. So, can you read us your last tweet that you sent, please? Uh, yeah. Let's have a look. Okay, this was from a few weeks ago, and it's nothing better than beating England on a St. David's Day stroke birthday weekend. Shame the pubs are closed. So, right, you've alienated half your fan base already, who are English. Yep. yep. You've alienated everyone that wasn't born on your birthday. Oh, it wasn't my birthday, it was Jem's birthday. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's good. I think I only had, I only had one like and one... One reply, and that was from Jem. Oh, so yeah, she, um, she could have just told you. She could have, yeah. What, what was her reply? Uh, hang on, close it down there. I love you. Oh, tea's ready. Well, you've got rice oh, this... in your beard again. <laughs> um, you complete was, me. This was at ten past eight in the night, so we'd been drinking for most of the day. Um, and the reply was, "We'll make a home bar." Kiss, kiss. <laughs> so, yeah, rather than waiting for the pubs to open, we'll just have a bar in the house. So where was she? Was she upstairs when she sent that? Oh no, we were both on the sofa. <laughs> but I, I was on. I was. I was on the little sofa. Jen was on the big sofa. Did she tell you? I've, I've just. I've just replied to your tweet. No, she. Or was didn't. it a nice surprise? It was a nice surprise. It just popped up. So who liked it then? Jam. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I need more followers before I start putting my Are you the kind of couple on Facebook where you reply to each other's stuff as well and go and like, oh, love no, you, hun? No, I don't do that. It's like oh. when you it's like when you say happy birthday to my wife and she's sat yeah. next to you. It's, it's the ones to. that say happy birthday to their children and their children are on Facebook and yeah. you're thinking, what on earth? I know, yeah, really? we don't do that. No, you just like each other's tweets from four foot away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Rob. I'll go on and I'll like that for you. And oh. if any, if any um, listeners yeah. want to do the same, Rob, what's your yeah. Twitter handle? Um, it is... 
I can find it. At Rob Pez24. At Rob Pez24. P-E-double-Z. Can you just go on and just like that one tweet and in the comments say, Rob, you've got rice in your beard. Yeah. As we speak, I've just gone up to 46 followers. Oh, hell. Hell. I believe yeah. there we are. Elran else has just followed me. Fantastic. You look so quite pleased about that. I am, yeah. So it's yeah. worth, getting, worth getting a guest on just for that then? It's, yeah. Just for the follower. I mean, are you going to like her back or follow her back? I already did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did my research earlier. What's the, um, what's the 24 for in your... Twitter handle, Rob. Uh, it's my birthday. Oh. What were you thinking? It was some sort of Jack Bauer thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a big, big fan. He's ready to kick down doors at a moment's notice. Because well, you often, you often see people with Twitter handles or email addresses with things from when they were younger and all that kind of stuff. So I was just wondering. Yeah. So Rob, what was the first social media that you? Um, you went on um the very first one was probably facebook so what was that 2004 2005 um, i would that was a late starter so it was probably say 2006 or 7 so i didn't really understand it at first it, it's like this whole tiktok tiktok thing and snapchat now i, I don't get it but yeah i thought you would have been on friends time. reunited rob Remember no, that? I do remember that. Yeah, there was no point. I, he, has, I he hasn't got many well. friends. The only friend he's got is the one who sits on the sofa next to him, who can actually just like his tweet and reply. To <laughs> friends and a few colleagues, and that's it. Yeah, you've got lots of friends now, though, Rob. I have. Yes, you've you've, you've blossomed. Yeah. I've seen you develop I've... over the last ten years into a social butterfly. I've come out of my shell, haven't I? Yeah, some people wish you'd go back in, but <laughs> genie's out of the bottle, isn't it, mate? Too late now. There's no going back. What's your um, What's your take on on building friendship on social media or online relationships? Not so much uh, intimate relationships and stuff like that, but just as a, a, a friend. So you're going down a grinder question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, so you know, you may, especially on Twitter, I follow a lot of Cardiff City fans and people who like design and things like that. I wouldn't class them as friends, but you end up building that kind of rapport and you understand who they are. And I think we talked about it a little bit last week where Elliot said that you might be kind of connected with somebody online and then when you see them at a conference or a network or something, you feel like you already know them. Um, yeah, I think it would be. I haven't really, really sort of used it for that yet because um, I'm not on LinkedIn. And I know that's more sort of um, work-based, isn't it? And more sort of relations with uh, networking and stuff. So I might need to get onto that. Um, but yeah, Facebook is usually just friends and Twitter is just friends and different brands that I follow. But if you do become famous, like you say, you want to get yourself in front of the camera, then obviously yeah. you're going to be everywhere you go. People are going to be looking at you and tweeting. Oh, I've just seen I've just seen Rob Pez 24 in and Summers. <laughs> yeah. I, you you, would, would you not worry about being scrutinised everywhere you went? Um, probably not. No, I think I'd be okay. I think I'd blend in. Well, would that be it? Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe not. 
But about the whole world of um, being an influencer, would you like that? Like how else you touched on that if she had a client that was looking to shift a, a shed load of beard oil, um, she might approach you. Would you fancy that world? Um, yeah, a little bit of sort of advertising and influencing. Yeah, that'd be okay. Product placement. Yes, that's the words I was looking for. You do your little video and then behind it yeah. is Starbucks cup. Like on Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, the, like the guys from Tower, you were out in Malia. You'd be there at Mega train station. Like a whole <laughs> load of beard oil. Probably just WD-40 rebadged. Probably, yeah. I think that is a really good starting point, though, with um, Instagram and the beard thing. I think that could work. That could I, be yeah, maybe I should start uploading more photos. Yeah, but I think you if you focus on the beard and it's all about that and then can you plait your beard um yes it's getting long enough now so yeah i could do it but then you become one of these people who you know get trapped in a, a company partnership or someone who's got a a ventriloquist dummy it's all about the beard you can never lose the beard you always have to have the beard but once he's got his fame he's all right but he's always got the beard that's true I couldn't get rid of it then, could I? No. Yeah, you'd lose your power. Well, if you got rid of it, it'd be like Samson when Delilah yes. cut his hair. Yeah. Maybe Delilah can come and cut your beard, perhaps, if she's not busy. Could do it, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to sort of raise money for charity, I think. And then we could See, he's got to go out. See, there's, there's his values. You've got values, yeah. Bob. Yeah. Yeah, and then we could you... put it on eBay and get more well, money. Your hair. You put your hair on yeah. eBay. You could sell it on eBay, I reckon. Ooh. People would buy it. I People would buy no, it. they wouldn't. Yeah. There we are. There's another challenge that we've got. <laughs> who wants to sell a used? Who wants to buy a used beard? Yeah, you'd have to sort of piece it together yourself, wouldn't you? You wouldn't come as one. What about TikTok then? Have you explored that? No, I've never used it. Have you been on there, Reese? No, no. It's good. It's very creative. <laughs> It's really funny, but you can, like Hal was saying, you can end up down a bit of a rabbit hole and you, you've lost mm. like an hour just watching videos, people being just funny. Are they videos that you search or is it, it kind of like your YouTube where it just loads it up and plays you the next one? Yeah. Has it got an algorithm that tries to find out what you like? Yeah, that kind of thing. So you can follow people and then it'll show you other stuff and you can just look at the ones you follow or you can go into the main feed and it'll just... So I think one's, like you said, algorithms. So as they get popular and they think, oh, you might like it, and then the more likes it gets, the more popular it becomes. The, the good thing about Insta, sorry, TikTok, compared to some of the other social channels I've noticed, is you get a lot of creative people from all walks of life. So there's a lot of, like, dancing bin men, uh, and people kind of office based and people are, but you know what I mean? It's just, it just doesn't matter what you do in terms of your work. You can do some sort of video to make it creative and people will like it because of the music over the top. And then when a trend starts and a particular theme song, people start doing the the dances to it. And the more funny, the funnier you can make it, the even better. So people are getting like their yeah. grandparents involved and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really good, but I've deleted it a couple of times off my phone because you end up watching too much of it. 
But then if you're watching that and you're not watching TV, there's nothing you want to watch on TV. That's not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's when you're neglecting your children, John, and they're, they're crying in the background because they haven't had food for three days. Yeah, <laughs> probably good to delete it, mate. Yeah. But, is, but isn't that... Because <clears throat> if you go back... If you go back maybe 10, 15 years, it was all flash mobs and things like that. Everything was on Facebook. Um, it's not Facebook, sorry, YouTube. Um, and then even before... TikTok. I'm sure there was something else that everyone else was doing. Snapchat. Snapchat you know, was, what was that the thing other one. where they go through. Get that and it's, it's in the office. One of the episodes of the American Office where they do a video, isn't it? Where they parkour. Yeah, things like that. So TikTok is surely just another another way to share these sorts of things. It might be easier to film them, but does it actually add anything to what we've got? Is it anything different to what we've got already? Um, yeah, I think it does in terms of creativity, but in terms of brands, I can't say that I've seen a particular brand using TikTok in a, in a way that has really enhanced their, their company. Yeah. Um, I've only seen individuals doing things. Um, so it's not really, it's not really advertising, then, is it? No, I suppose you can't, you can't do it if, um. You know, you could get people in your organization to make TikTok videos and then share it. And, and I suppose you could, it will show that it's a fun place to work, for example. So do you I, think, do you think that the sort of the attraction of TikTok and it'll be something else in two or three years time is the fact that with Facebook, they've tried to monetize it. It's advertising, it's algorithms. You get these pop-ups that something you've been looking at. I used to work in a job where um, I used to purchase a lot of things for the company. And it used to screw with the Facebook algorithms entirely. So it'd be showing me just random things that couldn't work out my sort of browsing history. Not so much, I don't think, on Twitter so far. And obviously, as a fledgling sort of thing, TikTok hasn't quite got there. But at some point, that's what they're going to be wanting to do, is it? It's buying the data and it's passing it on. Yeah, I would have thought so. Most of them and do that. It tends to be that's when the audience moves on, going, well, I'm not here for all that. Yeah, and I think you can't, you're right there. It comes down to the values of the company, really, then. Um, and if they are in it to make the money um, and they want more and more money, then they will sell more and more adverts and then they'll end up losing more and more um, users because of that reason. You soon get fed up of it, don't you? But, you know, it, it's, it's interesting that Facebook is still going just because it's been out a long time now. And people have moved from channel to channel. Um, but they still end up keeping their Facebook, but they might not use it as much. Um, but then, you know, if you have a look at these different channels, they all tend to do the similar things now with these stories as well. So Facebook or stories, Instagram, I've got it. And even on um, YouTube now, on the app, I think they've got like short clips. So then you just flick through and watch these little short clips. It's different clips, yeah. I think most of most of my usage on Facebook at the moment is just Messenger. So I don't really sort of go on just to see people's people's updates. Um but just I use it to to message people that I haven't got their number for. Interesting fact I learned about Facebook. Do you know how the quickest way to find uh, Mark Zuckerberg's profile on Facebook is? Search. So when when Facebook uh, when it comes up in your sort of address bar just put yeah. slash four because he was the fourth user on Facebook. 
Really? So if you put slash four, it comes up with his profile. And you, you can work your way through the company if he's still there and who's not by five, six, seven. But yeah, put facebook.com slash four. It'll take you straight to his um his profile. Oh, Rob's on it. Add him. I'll have a look. And add him. It's on my list. You can follow him like a stalker, but you can't add him. <laughs> well, that, it, that, was, that, that was going to be a question in one of the quizzes. <laughs> Slash four is on my list. Al Green is on my list. And footballers with tits. Yes. That's on my list as well. Footballer with tits is definitely on my list. That's my research for tonight. And it, it is about finding the the idea and the creativity around an account as well, if you want to build up followers, you know, because we all got our individual accounts, which is fine. And you connect with people who are in, interested in the same things as you. And then you've got some really clever accounts out there. So one of them, have you seen Fesshole? Yes. So th- that's what they've got. Good. They've got a, a Google form where it's anonymous, where people can send in their confessions and then they'll tweet them. And you get all kinds of random, weird things on there. Some yeah. of them are really funny. Some of them are just like, oh, it's clearly made up. Um, but, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it gets a good laugh. And they got stupid amount of followers because of that reason. Um, and things like that are really, really clever. Well, it's but the one that, who, who was so, so well, obviously on it very quickly and set up God. So... <laughs> it's a fantastic parody account, but certainly yeah. you think, gosh, some, someone who owns that, that was just such a clever idea. And also doesn't really want to take any credit for it, not really harping on about who they are. They just tweet up every now and again. Every now and again, yeah. And then, but I suppose at some stage, if you've, if you've got so many followers or you, you end up creating a job for yourself, and that must be quite time-consuming as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but then you know, if somehow they can monetize that, I'm not sure how, but um, that is an interesting one as well. Yeah, Twitter's the only one I can't work at how you do it. Um, obviously, with um, Instagram and things like that, I guess as a celebrity with Twitter you can, but on a parody account like that, I don't, I don't think you can monetize it, can you? No, I wouldn't have thought so, um, unless you sponsored advertising out there that reaches your followers and stuff so they could get paid to do something but I'm not 100% to be honest um, I find it, it interesting audiences on, on Twitter especially like I've done an activity in work in the past a couple of times where you look at the audience you speak into um, and if I looked at my own audience for example on Facebook it would be my family and my friends that I've built up over the years and you tend to share maybe a little bit more personal information and then Twitter tends to be people like-minded who enjoy the same sport as me as well as the same work activities. Um, and then LinkedIn is work only. Um, I wouldn't share anything personal yeah. on there. And then Instagram then. I haven't really found my kind of voice and understand my audience there because I don't know if, if you guys are on Instagram. I remember when I was first on, it was fine. But then when Facebook bought Instagram all of a sudden all my Facebook friends started following me because they were moving over to Instagram and then it was like, oh, you may know so-and-so because they're a friend mm-hmm. on Facebook. And it just becomes like, it becomes Facebook 2.0. And then you're a bit like, well, I didn't want them to be my friends over here because I wanted you to, to share photography separate. stuff yeah. you know, and something a bit yeah. different. So 
Um, I find that quite interesting, finding your voice, because a lot of people will share the same stuff on all three or four mm. platforms. And if you're connected with them on multiple platforms, you'll see on Facebook in the morning, or so-and-so's out walking a dog, you go onto Twitter, and they shared it on there in the afternoon. Same. It's yeah. the same thing. But it gives and, you the options, doesn't it? I think if, if you're doing it on, especially Instagram, it gives you the option if you want to do Facebook, Facebook and, and Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, especially for brands, that wouldn't, it doesn't, doesn't really quite work and brands will do it all the time you know even where i work and where i've worked in the past it's easier to do one um message post yeah which then you say send it to facebook twitter and linkedin at the same time and it's all done yeah but really there's no there's not that much value in that because you're not you're not tailoring it to the audience mm. um, it's just so they all get the same message and if they follow you on all the platforms they get the same thing three times and yeah there isn't that much value in it. So um, it's interesting when we talked about 10x earlier. And although we slated them for not tweeting since 2017, like Hell said, they don't need to perhaps. Um, their, their, their fans they, do it yeah. or they choose a different platform and they just focus on that. Yeah. Um, so maybe they just need to delete that account so it doesn't look so shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take a crate of um, Tonex's payment for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a confusing thing is that it's what goes on which platform for which audience. Uh-huh. And also what what sort of gratification you're looking to get back because you're more likely to get engagement on something on Facebook than you are on something you put out on Twitter. From my own personal experience, anyway. Um, so, being you know um, an attention-seeking individual, that's why Facebook is my uh, my platform of choice. Because um, people will just idly click like on things, even if they don't really like it, because they know you. Yeah, you spot that, and that works for businesses as well. So, where I've seen people setting up their own companies whether it be a local tradesman or something like that, they'll get their friends and families to like it, share it, and um, and that little community. And because of that, that's like word of mouth, where they'll share it. You know, my cousin contacted me the other day because she knew I shared somebody's work, and she was like, oh, are they any good? Because I'm after somebody in that trade. Um, was, it, was it Rob? <laughs> yeah. And you said, you said no, no, no. Yeah. Turning me down again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like it's like the new word of mouth, isn't it, online? Um, and I suppose you know, th- there's that mix of knowing your audience, doing that kind of stuff, but also, is that saying, isn't it? You know, throw enough shit and it'll stick. <laughs> so you could go down that that route, and it probably will work as well. If you throw enough shit, sometimes it sticks. Would you like to stick shit? The things <laughs> you could become the Banksy of feces. <laughs> No, it would be a bit smelly, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you can't tell on, on social media. I could the, tell. I think Reese has got a point, though, in terms of you could wake up tomorrow and you could do it. There's nothing to stop you. And this is what I like about... It probably wouldn't be any good. Social, you know, who says that? You don't know you, that. You, no. It's like Hal was saying about her doodles, her drawings and things. There was that one person who said, oh, these are shit. Yeah. But hell isn't going, these are amazing, look at these, here's the messaging. They are really there. good though, did you have a look at them? Yeah, I've seen them yeah, before, I've got, a, really good. I've got a mug upstairs with one on actually, mm. when I did the course. And, um, oh, was it free? Another yeah. It was free, oh, another freebie. <laughs> Unbelievable uh, mate. 
But it's got, yeah, it's got, I kind of, I'll look for the next episode. I'll see what the message is on there. Um, but they're all comms related messages. And yeah, it, you know, it doesn't have to be good in your eyes or, or anybody else's eyes. But if you believe that actually this is cool to do, yeah, just get it done. And I mentioned it earlier on, you know, I did a, a foundation green social media, but that means nothing when it comes to social media and, 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 and using a platform for something. There's so many self-taught people out there um, that do things really well. They've just got stuck into it, see how you can use it, see how creative you can be, yeah, um, and just fly with it. And everyone who's going on these courses, they're all being channeled in the same direction. It's the people who haven't gone on these courses are the ones that tend or can do better because they, they're just doing it. They're learning it. Do oh, yeah. what they think is right, not what a textbook says they should do, which everyone else is doing. Mm. So when you wake up tomorrow, Bob, you put on your robe and you put on your slippers, have a think about well, what is Rob's values. I will, yeah. Do you know what, what I think would be really good for you, Rob? And this has been serious now. Your Go Instagram. Yeah. Start from scratch. Okay. You call it... Rob's reviews and you review food and it could be like that tin of, starting with that tin of cooked breakfast that you've got yeah the all day breakfast okay yeah you've got a couple of photos use the so. tin use the tin I'm going to eat this today and then your little video clip of this is what I've thought of this it was disgusting no <laughs> um, and you could just review all different pieces of food just see where see where it goes yeah <clears throat> and hopefully you get to you get to a point where people are then suggesting you review yeah. stuff yeah. and part of the selling point would be the fact they know half it's going to end up in your beard <laughs> but that, that that would be the fun that would be the fun part and it would, could be stuff that i haven't tried before so there's, there's still a, a lot on my list that I've, i haven't tried so yeah that could be a start so rob social media what's your final thoughts is it something you want to get into? Um, I think the social media side of it, yes, um, but not the not the training part. Not standing up in front of people or being on a video training people. I don't think I could I could do that. I haven't got the confidence to do it. You prefer to be an yeah, influencer so. then? Yeah, that's a shame. I thought we I thought we cracked it there, John. I thought we found something that he liked. Yeah, it was, it was almost there. It was almost there with the, the social media side of it and doing the um, the website as well, getting all that set up. But it's it's the actual training part. I don't think I could do. After three episodes that we'd done it, nailed it, got my job, but clearly not. So I guess we'll just move on and see who we can find next week, John. If you want to get in touch or slide into our D- DMs, what does that mean? Follow us on Twitter at The Branded Pod. Um, Rob, hashtag get Bob a job. <laughs>